Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the stuff that happens in between. We're getting closer to life, like baby steps, process closer to life. And, and by that, you, you do indicate that we veered away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, not specifically like, like my colon did to me last year, but... No, not but, away from like physiological life, not from the biological definition of life, from the sociocultural definition of life. Yes. We have not had a life for a while. Mm-mm. But... No. We started to discuss that last week, and that's about as far as we'll get with it for a while. Yeah. Or last episode. So, what do we do, like... In between? In between, like when there's... Not life happening, but we need to chill. Like, I play a video game, and you watch baseball, and sometimes we watch shows together. Sometimes I read mysteries. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like that you read mysteries. Mm-hmm. I read speculative fiction and or speculative nonfiction, like Michio Kaku, future histories, and things like that. Of course, right now my library book's are in quarantine, but maybe I'm not supposed to talk about that. Oh, we can talk about that. Why are your library books in quarantine? Creatures. Creatures. Creatures apparently like to hide in the library book spines. Well, they might. We don't know. Well, I opened the book and a bug fell out. It's true. But then the explorations that we had thereafter indicated that there had been bugs longer than there had been that particular library book. Yes. I think they had crawled in there after. They likely came home with me from work. Over the course of your work, I think we've mentioned this before, you generally go to people's houses and work with them. You work in lots of people's houses. You go to a few dozen houses over the course of a week or a month. There's some couches I shouldn't sit on. There are some couches that you shouldn't sit on, but to do your job as a mental health professional, it could become a hindrance if you are unwilling to sit on someone's couch with them. I'm unwilling to sit on almost everybody's furniture right now. Some of my own, <laughs> but <laughs> there's a lot of standing. There's a lot of standing. I do a lot of standing also, and I usually excuse it with honesty. I'm going to be doing a lot of sitting later, so I'd rather stand now. My legs will be unhappy with me if I sit for too long, or I sat a lot earlier and I just need to stand now, or I've got a lot of driving to do today. Or... It, it's You are correct, though. It is difficult to engage in therapeutic interventions with folks while you're standing over them. Not ideal. No, not ideal. Yes. I will often ask for a hard chair because of my back. It's not always to do with my back. Fair. Most of the time, it's not to do with my back. Yeah. But if you can get the hard chair, then you're less likely to sit on a bug or have a bug crawl onto you that you will then bring home and give us bed bugs. Yes. Of course, we, we were smart. We put these early detection traps there. and mm-hmm. But in the meantime, everything had to go into quarantine, including my wallet, my day timer, everything. Yep. Into bags and... Your day planner, you mean? Yeah, what I call it? Day timer? Yeah, whatever. That's what, <laughs> That thing. Yeah, I think it used to have... One of the brands was called that. I think it was. Yeah, I know what you're talking Back about. Back in the Stone Age. Mm-hmm. Well, anyhow. So all your stuff like, was in quarantine. I have a bunch of books I really want to read, but I don't know if I'll get to read them because I think that they'll have to go back to the library before they come out of the bag of quarantine. I'm sorry. You could powder them. Powder's on everything. The diatomaceous earth is like part of our house now. It is. And it's so, true. We, we spent an entire two days 
deconstructing and then reconstructing half of our bedroom set. Yes, putting it outside of our bedroom. So that we could spray all the individual pieces with bug spray that kills them, and then with bug repellent that will hopefully keep them away. Yes. And then once the frame was reassembled for our bed, it was covered in powder, and so was all the carpets. Well, I was being liberal with the tool I had. (laughs) Yes, I appreciate that. Yes. So, our house was kind of a cloud of diatomaceous earth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I remember the kids had, it was kids going in and out because it was the weekend. And uh-huh. I said to number three child, does it seem foggy in here or something? And you were, you thought it might just be like on your glasses right, or something. Right. I wanted to check and she looked around and said, yeah, it's kind of cloudy or something. <laughs> cloudy. I said, okay, great. just checking. Our house was cloudy for a day. They, they didn't ask. Yeah. They had other things on their agenda then. Of course they did. Why are my parents making the house cloudy? <laughs> So, um, so yeah, life so, just keeps happening and crazier and crazier things getting thrown onto the big pile of crazy every day, like bed bugs. Yes. And so I think that in the past two years, you and I have engaged more with media consumption than we had ever done in my entire adult life. I don't know about yours. We also are engaging more with alcohol. True. <laughs> And I mean, by more, of course, you know, we mean from having like one drunk, one, one drunk. (laughs) I don't think that's happened. No, I don't think it has. Um, From having like one drink every two or three months to having like one or two drinks a week. So I mean, we're not getting crazy about it. By more, we mean some. (laughs) Yes. Before there was... Next to none. I I mostly mention that because we have pina coladas right now. And it's not because of the weather. You are correct. So. And it was hilarious to me that when you were driving home and thinking ahead about making these pina coladas, you texted something about pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. And I continued with more lyrics of the song and you were like, oh, is that how it goes? Yeah, that's me, the word guy. No. Rolling my eyes. No. To the corner of the room. Uh, <laughs> They'll get stuck I like said, that. <laughs> you said, what do you want for dinner? And I said, Rodka. Uh-huh. And then you said, you would take out the ingredients for a Moscow mule. And, and I said, I, I also like pina coladas and avoiding the rain. Oh, okay. Fair. And then you gave me. I said, but you've been into yoga and whether or not I have half a brain is questionable at these days. <laughs> People who know the song are probably rolling their eyes at us right now. And you're just like, hey, there's words. (laughs) Yes, that's right. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) That is correct. (sighs) Well, so so the the point of the the library books and quarantine was just to say that that I'm limited in my library books. and, And also, you know, if you get sick after you eat something, and maybe it wasn't the thing that you ate that made you sick, but you get sick, and then you don't want to eat that thing. If if you puke your meal, it doesn't matter if the I meal was made you to sick. Be less you don't want to eat that meal again for people. <laughs> but but you always go for all the words. So how long have we been together? <laughs> I, I know this. I just looking at you like you're gonna Sorry. do it, aren't you? You're gonna do it. Yeah, there you did. You did it. Sorry. So, oh well. Would you like me to cut they're, it? They're used to. They're used to us if they're listening. Okay. To us. So. Reading the other library books, although I want to read those stories, I'm not quite sure. Because a bug fell out of one of those books and you're apprehensive about touching them again. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, maybe I'll use the spray that has the essential oils and just spray the... the in, in the spine. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, the, I do have one book I've been very slowly reading because it's a paperback and it's brand new. It is from the library, but there's, you know, there's no place for the bugs to hide, so. Right. But other media... You like murder mysteries, regardless of media. I do. You like... There can be murder and I didn't do it, so. <laughs> That's funny to me. Mm-hmm. And as I was asking you about this, I asked the question that I always ask, what's gendery about this? Is there anything gendery or is there anything that is age related or orientation related or are we in any other way differentiating our media consumption? Because these are, you know, we are a very heterogeneous couple. Yes. So my answer was, well, yes and no, because for example, I like to watch baseball. But then again, you like to play video games. Yes. I don't know any other, like out of all our kids, friends, families, or other binary folks I know, that, that's not like a mom thing. Moms don't be, be like, I'm going to play the video games now. That is true. And there have been a couple times where I've been playing a video game and number two has brought his friends over and like said male friend will say, oh, your mom plays video games? <laughs> yes. And it's like wild to them. Because mostly their dads do. And I, I find it interesting that you said, like, of all the binary people, because... No, that doesn't include you. No, it doesn't include... No, but... No, but so, if you're talking about gender differences or sameness and uh, such, you're not included. I am not included. Yes. So that I'm is pl- true. Pointing out that... Yeah, I'm I'm watching baseball, but you're playing video games. So right, you know, right, and that's it's not, it's not what you would expect. Correct, and that's a funny thing because you are a binary trans man. Yes, you are just a dude, just a straight guy. I'm just a dude. Y- you are, mm-hmm. and you have always been just a dude, regardless of how people have seen you. And you've always been into baseball, and you've always communicated in short sound bites of sentences that are broken up like this. Correct. And (laughs) you've always had all these stereotypically masculine patterns, regardless of how people see you. And my patterns have always been all jumbly. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm the mom that plays video games. On the very first week of school, I asked students to create math equations about themselves. Like I am X years old, where X is two plus seven minus X equals 75 or something. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. They'd be really old. But anyway. <laughs> yes. You get the idea. They'd be very old for middle school, at least. And so one of the equations that I gave them was my current percentage of completion on Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did. And they were like, what? You play video games? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, I do. And a quite, couple, quite thoroughly, might I add. I am a completionist. That's why my percentage of completion is something that I would know. But later that week, there were a couple boys who were working, you know, in a small group and they asked me about something. And then, you know, as we do in my class, side conversations happened because math is at this level, middle and high school, it gets really dry. Like you have to really slog through the hard nitty gritty stuff to get back to the fun stuff. I'm making the shocked face. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of really detail-y, tedious stuff that you have to get through before you can get back to the fun stuff in like And college. all the math people are like, fun stuff with math? Yeah, right. The math people are like, hell yeah. And yeah. that's why we have calculators do the nitty gritty stuff for us once we know how that works. <laughs> that's, calculators are a good thing. They are. But 
you know, in order to make kids want to achieve these goals, it is often more beneficial to make them want to please me than it is to make them want to do an equation. Yeah, okay. And so I build relationships with them as much as possible, take a genuine interest in their well-being and share as much of my own personality and my own life as possible and still maintain professionalism. Mm -hmm. I will, you know, talk about this, talk about that. They mentioned something, I'll join in their conversation. Somebody was saying something about video games and I said, oh yeah, did you get the DLC for that one? And uh, this one kid pipes up with, it's so weird that you're like... You play video games. And someone else says, well, our last teacher last year played video games. Well, yeah, but he was a dude. So are you. I wasn't going to tell them that. Some of them have noticed, I'm sure. Some of them have noticed. And now that we have a GSA, and I modeled for students introducing themselves by preferred name and pronouns. Mm -hmm. My name is mixed math teacher, and you can refer to me as they and them. And just the other day, I had a kid say, wait, have I been misgendering you all year? And I'm like, there's a seventh grader asking me if they're misgendering me all year. I love my students. That's great. (laughs) But that was a thing. Like They were like, but but you're a girl and he was a dude. And I was like, well, I'm not going to correct you, but okay. That's what you you think so. (laughs) Right? So it is a non-gendery conforming thing that I like the video games, but you like the baseball and you like the murder mysteries and what else do you like? Well, I, I like the mis- the murder mysteries and I don't know that that's, actually that's not necessarily in any way gendered and if it was, I would think maybe it would be gendered in the gender that I grew up in, you know, the one that was forced on me. Your mother and my mother both liked murder mysteries when we were growing up. I haven't gotten back into them yet. I might eventually, especially with that one, the one on Coming on TV with Alan Cumming, Mm -hmm. the detective show. I haven't gotten, what is it? You're asking me the word. I know. I'm sorry. Never mind. Yeah. That one with Alan Cumming, we haven't gotten around to looking at it yet, but that I might be able to get into because I would have another, enough other connection points with it. But you're right. That is typically considered to be a more feminine thing. Yes. So that's interesting. Well, I I think I just, you know, it was a good option. Like I said earlier, someone gets murdered, but I didn't do it. So Yes. And you have like Sherlock Holmes, which is a non-stereotypically feminine detective-y thing. You have liked Sherlock Holmes for a long while. Yes. Other than that, we both like science fiction. We both like comedy and and stuff like that. Oh, I I know what else I was going to say about the gendered stuff. Regarding the baseball, I like the baseball, but my favorite podcast about baseball is... From an AFAB non-binary person, yes. Yes, Rhea Butcher has three swings. Yes. And that's my favorite baseball podcast. That is totally great. Yeah. And the guys who are the announcers for the Cubs, they are really... And Cubs are your team. Cubs are my team. Not Rhea's. Not at all. But... uh, They're a little different. They're Men a little goofy. who announce baseball are a little goofy. They are. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask a couple follow-up questions here. Men who are into a lot of nitpicky details about a very highly focused interest act a little goofy? Right. <laughs> they get goofier than some of the other announcers I've seen. The Cubs I don't know if they've specifically. been doing it together for so long or what, and they know each other, but they'll go on about haircuts. Which is not stereotypical. Okay. Okay? (laughs) 
fair. Yeah, they, is, is this is this the same ones that were um were talking the one time about? Well, he changed his name, and why would you want to do a thing like that? Yeah, I think they had an extra guy there that day, and so the two guys, the third guy, was like, "Well, why would you want to do that?" And then the two usual goofballs were like, "Well, if your name was," they gave a good example of why you uh, might want to change your name. Right. Duh. You think? Yeah. So. That's how, that's their approach to things. Like they seem to consider things that I don't really expect from a sports ball announcer. <laughs> it's interesting because I have in the past followed various types of sports ball. I've never really been into baseball. See, I would have never thunk. I played softball. I played basketball. I have followed basketball. I have followed hockey. I have followed football, but generally only for a season or two and generally more for the social aspect than for the actual enjoyment of the sport because... I can see you doing that. I don't know if you have to explain it to me, but go ahead anyway. (laughs) Because there's a microphone. Because as an extrovert with social anxiety, (laughs) it's easy to get together with groups and not be the center of attention. But also because it was enjoyable to have the thing that we were all doing together. And so like, you know, I followed the Pistons and I followed the Red Wings and I followed the Lions. And when you grow up in Michigan, that is what you do on Thanksgiving. You eat dinner and then you watch the Lions game. There is no getting around that. Yeah, that happens in a lot of places. So, you know, it's, I have followed sports ball, but For me, the investment has never matched the returns. Right. Whereas for me, if I turn on the game in the eighth inning and the Cubs are down by five and an inning and a half later, they are up seven more runs. I'm really excited. Like that happened the other day when you were helping move furniture for number two's other mom. Which is, yeah, a whole nother <sighs> topic of why our living room doesn't have furniture oh right my now. gosh, it doesn't. So we can't sit on a couch to watch our TV right now. Well, we probably we could. could. We could sit on a very small couch. We could sit on a, like a, a kind of a love seat, almost, mostly. And it, it is kind of funny because we had probably a little over a year or so ago, we had like three living rooms full of furniture in one living room. We had like two full-size couches. No, and there were three. Remember? Three and I hold up four fingers. Because <laughs> you do. I'm drinking. I had three sips. Uh, and I did hold up three fingers that time. Yes, you did. Um, we had the couch that we just moved uh-huh. and the other couch that we still have, which uh-huh. is a tiny couch. So maybe that's why you weren't counting it. Oh, and I was going to say we had two full-size couches and two love seats. We gave one couch to our tall friend's roommates. Uh-huh. And the the second love seat went into the garage. And the big stuffed chair, did that also go to our tall friend's house? I think it did. Yes, I think so. And The one you used to call green because it had at one time been green, but it had long since ceased to be green. A chair formerly known as green. <laughs> yes. Um, and didn't we have another? I don't know. We had a lot of furniture. We did. We had like three houses worth of furniture all in our oversized living room. Well, and this is an oversized living room because on some floor plans, it's kind of an open floor plan and it's designed so that the room could kind of be sectioned off and turned into a living room and a dining room. Yes, but we don't do that. So we don't do that. We put no. our kitchen table in the kitchen and we have a dining room. We in put your video what? screen where Video the game scream. Where the dining room table is in some houses with our floor plan. Yes. And we put our dinner table where some people put their family room or media room. Yes. So 
Yeah, it's funny because now we have a recliner, a stuffed chair, and a love seat. Yes, and one of those things was mine before, you know, when you first met me, I had that recliner. It doesn't look like a typical recliner. It looks like a It does not. And you had you had the the red No, no. The red couch and the striped chair which are covered in the brown covers, came from his mother's house after we split up and her father decided I should buy her furniture. And then when she moved out of the divorce apartment and got a house, that couch didn't fit through the door. So I took it back to my house since I already paid for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we had that at our last house. I thought we had had it at a couple houses before that. I thought you had had it at the house that you were living in before we moved in together, but I guess I was wrong. I had the couch we gave to our tall friend. Mm -hmm. The one that caused us to pick the color mustard for our wall in the other house. Yes. Yes. That was a good These color. are the details of our life that you've <laughs> all been waiting for. I know, right? So you like murder mysteries and baseball. <laughs> yes, I do. I like playing video games and reading speculative fiction and nonfiction. And we, we both like different types of queer media. We do. And, and it, yeah. And, and for me, that's because I grew up in my formative years, as I'll call them, as a queer. Yes. Yes, I was a dude in the wrong You presented as a butch dyke for decades. Yes. That was the presentation I was given, and so I used it. So, and it worked until it didn't, and then yeah. you fixed it. Yeah, I did. And that's how you were presenting when I met you and when I married you. So I'm very comfortable around queer culture. Yes. I, I miss I queer find, culture. I find it very comforting. The new episode. Like murder mysteries. <laughs> and baseball. <laughs> The new episode of Nancy talks about people trying to get like reconnected with social life and queer culture. And I thought that was really neat. The particular details of this episode, they were talking about gay cis men. And okay. so, you know, building their gaggles of friends. But it was, they did touch on many more generalizable strategies for building chosen family in queer culture. It was really I should neat. listen to that. Yes. I forgot about that. Because I only listen to podcasts on the regular speed, I don't hear as many. Some of our work cars, I can tune my phone in through the radio. Uh -huh. But now that's less of an option because I'm with other workers who are talking. May or may not want to listen to your podcast. Or I, may, I may or may not want them talking over my podcast. Right. I listen to all my podcasts on double speed. So you can fit them all in. So I can fit. I get podcast FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, but the queer media, like um, the podcasts, Nancy is one that we like. And then, you know, Transition, Transmission, and you know, all the other podcasts that we have collaborated with or guested on. And we'll make a list of these in the show notes. Are there any other new shows that you've really gotten into lately? No. No, you don't have time. Just that baseball one. There's no news that I can find that's good news. <laughs> and so I only digest as much of it as I can reasonably manage to do something about. Right. Some months ago, probably a little bit of mm, right around the election time, I think I was feeling some kind of way about everything being so white. And it wasn't the election, it was going to the new school. Oh, yeah. Inundated with white folks. Oh, my gosh. And the classism and the racism and the way that they fit together is just nuts over there. But I went looking for, you know, if I don't have time to go and make friendships, if I don't have time to go and really invest in my friends from Flint, my friends from Michigan, my friends from all over, I went and dug up some podcasts. Right. The Nod and This Cupac Life. 
are a couple that I really like. Uh, the Nod came out of uh, a show that had been called for colored nerds. And another one that I like is Black Nerd Power. Sounds up your alley with the nerdness. It does. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it's great. It makes me happy. That's good. And then fandom podcasts. Then the queer media, you know, especially in like fiction media, like TV and books and comic books. And there's this thing that I forget which of these podcasts had talked about, where if you are a member of a minority culture and you are used to seeing yourself very rarely and often questionably represented in popular culture, right? there comes this sense in the back of your head every time you know that a bit of this media is coming that may attempt to represent a culture with which you identify. Right. Like, and they called it rep sweats. And they were using it specifically in racial and ethnic terms, like sweating the representation of the token black character or the token Asian character or the token whatever. But it happens in queer culture too. You're kind of sweating the token queer, the token trans, the token gay, the token dyke, whatever it is. That, that is definitely something I like about our show that we like to watch, Take My Wife. They get it right because they live it. <laughs> no. They already know what's going on. No, I love that show. And I was so happy when it came up on iTunes and when um, Put Your Hands Together said that we could get it on iTunes because I was like, oh no, so Cecil went under. Where is it going to go? And especially since our friend Riley was on it. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh. And this is a funny thing. When I first met Riley, I had no clue that they had, you know, this acting, comedian, writing thing going on. I was just like, tall person, great hair, smart eyes, winning smile, looks like my people. I'll go make friends. Right. <laughs> and so like, I knew her for like a year before I realized that she had, you know, all of this other pop culture and media presence. But they so they have trans characters and they have gay characters. And then now Rhea is now identifying as non-binary. And so, you know, they're living it and they're presenting it so well. I love that show. I love that show. It makes me so happy. You should go that's buy a, it. It's a great show. So are there any other shows or queer media happenings that you've taken note of recently? Because we rarely get to sit and talk about anything. So is there anything else that you've noticed? Well... I, I get uh, OP Magazine, but I never get around. I mean, it takes me forever to get around to reading it. Yeah, Original so, Plumbing. And do you still have a subscription to FDM Magazine, too? I did, and I don't think so. I did find one the other day when we were cleaning that was still in the envelope. That's funny to me. Yeah. I, I just, I wasn't getting to those things. Those particular things are not something I'm going to sit there like the murder mystery and read in the living room because all of a sudden kids are like, what are you reading? Let me see. As, <laughs> and, and especially for like the art issue or the photography issue or, you know, anything exactly. that might have more graphic content. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know. Understandable. Yep. Have you read any of your new comic books? My Doctor Who comic books? Yes. No. But I have them here so I can see them, uh, knowing that I will eventually be able to read them. That's kind of how I felt over the past two or three years when I would keep asking for books that looked good to me, but they would just sit on the shelf. And I'm finally getting around to actually reading some of them now. But I had this small stack of books that you would order for me off my Amazon wish list for birthdays or Christmas or whatever. And I was like, oh, he got me the book I want. I'll read that in a year or three. <laughs> I usually go in... Some kind of cycle of, I'm going to read a bunch of Doctor Who books and comics and information. I bought a book at Galley, so I'll eventually get to that. You mm -hmm. know? 
So I'll read a bunch of Doctor Who books, and then I'll read a bunch of Agatha Christie books, and then I'll read a bunch of Sherlock books, and then I found this science fiction guy. He's he's not a white guy. I love science fiction by not a white guy. And he wrote a couple of books. I read the second one first, because you know how to do. <laughs> That's one that was available. Friends, this is the guy who, when I asked him to take some notes for a podcast, he just opened a notebook to the middle. And just started writing. Just opened it to the middle and started writing. Probably in the middle of the page, too. No, usually not usually in the middle of the page. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least it went from left to right. Yes. Sometimes I do make columns. Well, that's reasonable. I mean, organizing your thoughts is one thing. Randomizing them is another. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for talking with me. This is good. Yes, it was nice to talk to you for a change. I know. So I think that'll have to be it because Bob wants to go outside now. I think that's it anyway because we can be done. Yes. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. (laughs) No, it's funny to me. You never swallowed that loud before. Well, my throat got... Your muscles and your larynx and... Everything got in the way of swallowing, so... So now swallowing is loud. Mm-hmm. It's funny to me. It's funny to you, Bob. All right. Let me do this just to make sure that we're right in the middle. There we go. Did you want to start over? Nope. Get yourself comfy. That's why I have a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> he leans back to swallow that time. Take your time. (laughs) Get all your swallows done. (laughs) I'll wait. I'm in no rush. I like looking at you. And if I get to do it across a microphone, I'll take it. Okay.